Welcome to the Impact Show. Beyond training, beyond practice, this is the podcast for strength and conditioning coaches, sport coaches, personal trainers, and sports fitness entrepreneurs who want to increase the impact they have on the people around them. And now, here's your host, coach, author, and entrepreneur, Jim Kilbasso. Welcome back to the Impact Show. I'm Jim Kilbasso. Thanks again for joining me on this journey of making an impact on the people around us. I can't believe that this is episode 30. We made it to 30 episodes, and this is the final episode of 2016, which is really cool. And I've got an awesome guest who has been on before. Uh, It's Daryl Bauer, strength coach from West Virginia University. And he is talking today to us about uh, leadership versus ownership and how he goes about creating ownership at the same time he's developing leadership uh, in his athletes. And it's a, it's a great discussion about you know some actual hands-on things that coaches can do in the trenches. Um, before we jump into that, I just kind of want to fill you in on all the things that have been happening Things with the IYCA are rolling. Things at Total Performance are rolling. We are about to embark on our combine prep season at Total Performance, and I've got a pretty big group of guys that uh, is now coming through or that will be starting next week with us, um, as well as some guys from the University of Michigan. And it, it this whole combine thing has just become, uh, I don't know, it's, just, it's really fun and it's really interesting. I, I no longer really push and try to advertise a whole lot it's it's more through word of mouth and through developing relationships with different agents and um, guys who have trained with me telling other guys that they need to come train with me and um, it's just really cool and I used to try you know I I would sweat the technique on everything and I would worry about like who's going to be here and we got to talk to this guy we got to talk to that guy and now it's it's kind of you know this last year I kind of said you know what I'm just not going to, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to sweat it. I'm going to just see how it all folds out or how it all unfolds. And it pretty much is unfolding the same way it has every other year when I was worried about it. So I think I kind of found maybe a a new groove um, in in how to handle that whole thing. Um, I will be talking more about that process and who's training with us and and how they're doing and what we're doing but um you know there i don't like to count my chickens until the eggs have hatched and until a guy actually shows up next week ready to train agent pays check clears you know until that happens then you know then anything could change so I'm just kind of rolling with it, and we will be talking more about it soon. Um, Things with the IYCA are also rolling. So many people have expressed an interest in getting involved um, and using the IYCA as a great platform to influence coaches and the entire industry. Um, You know, I've been talking to major organizations like the NSCA who wants to do stuff with us and possibly um, provide a lot of CEU opportunities. And we may even become a a provider of um, some products for them that they may not want to produce on their own. And we already have uh, specifically the long-term athletic development products, um, things that, that a lot of people are interested in, but 
They just haven't necessarily been able to um, create the products yet. I've talked to Ron McKeefrey, and I'm speaking at one of his conferences, and Pat Beeth with Athletes Acceleration, and I'm speaking at one of his conference and conferences, and both of those guys are interested. And Rob Taylor from Smarter Team Training is is totally on board with producing content and um, promoting things. And you know, I even have I've even had conversations with guys like Michael Boyle. Um, you know, if you don't know who Mike Boyle is, then I don't know where you've been. But um, even Mike Boyle thinks that, you know, it's a great platform and is is going to we're talking to him about producing some content. You know, just it, I'm, I'm blown away by the number of people who are kind of coming together. And, you know, I, I'm still going to be leading the charge and, and doing a lot of the work in the back end. But all these people are so um, willing to give their time and to help make a difference in the industry. And it's really overwhelming. I'm, I'm uh, trying to put it all together into, you know, a cohesive message that is great for you and great for all the people involved in the IYCA. So I'm very excited about everything that's been happening. It's been a whirlwind. I'm hoping things kind of settle down after the new year because I'm going to be doing combine prep stuff pretty much all day, every day. So I hope it does calm down. Anyway, that's the little update. That's the scoop on what's been going on. Um, if you are interested in getting involved, please reach out to me. My new email address is jim at iyca.org. And I would love to hear from you and hear any ideas you have. Oh, we've got the conference coming up at the end of April, April 27th through the 29th in Detroit. And that is the registration is going to be open for that soon. And the new product, the Principles of Athletic Strength and Conditioning, is still rolling. And that's going to be also out sometime in the spring. So, man, I just can't believe how many things are happening right now. It's very, very, it's very, very fun. All right. Let's get into the interview with Daryl. If you are a regular listener uh, of the Impact Show, you know Daryl. You know how awesome he is. And every time that he has been on, a lot of people have made comments about how informative, informative it is and what a great influence he is in their career. So I think you're really going to enjoy this episode with Daryl talking about um, leadership versus ownership. And let's stop talking about that. And we're going to jump right into the interview with Daryl. We're back for our coaching segment of the show, and I've got our friend Daryl Bauer from West Virginia University, the associate head strength and conditioning coach for football. Um, before we jump into it, I want to make sure that we uh, recognize the IYCA again. Make sure you go to my website, jimkilbasser.com. Click on those banners. The free stuff that they're giving is outstanding, and I appreciate it, IYCA. Daryl, thanks again for joining us. We've got a great topic today that you and I have discussed several times, and that is, in your opinion, can you develop leadership in athletes? I have to say yes. I have to. Say, well, that I have to. Say well, that's yes. it. <laughs> um, okay. So, what do you what do you do? You know, and and have you seen this before? So, have you personally seen you've you know you've developed it? It's not something that's just you know that people are born with. Well, that's the argument is. Is are they born or are they made? Um, mm -hmm. And with our intern development program that we do here, I mean, I, this is a topic where I, I discuss leadership in length with them, and then I pit them against each other, whether they whether whatever side they choose, um, 
and we have a formal debate of that. And it's a great debate. It is a great debate. Um, in my opinion, and, and the concept of leadership, 100% honest, I, I get so sick of hearing like leadership development and all, you know, it's, it's such like a, it's always been a hot topic for coaches and we need more mm-hmm. leadership. Guys don't want to lead. Mm-hmm. This generation, their leadership is not cool. No, it's it's a burden. It is a absolute burden. It sucks. You know, to really to be a true leader, you know, you're going to have to piss off some of your friends. You're going to have to, you know, say hard things to people to get to make an impact. And, you know, when we talk about leaders, leaders, there's there can be great leaders that are negative to a population, mm-hmm. you know, and. I kind of like looking at it like who's, you know, if you look at, say you got a hundred athletes on your team, who are the alpha males? You know, who are the guys when they're outside of the team? If there was a, if there was a fight or something like that, who are the five guys that everybody is going to look to, to step up, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes those five guys, they may be bad teammates, but they might be the (laughs) ones that everybody's scared of. Or the ones that everybody, they have clout. They have power within that group for whatever reason, whether they're a scary guy or they're really, really smart and they're able to, you know, whatever the reason is, they they have that alpha male title, you know, within that population of players. So mm-hmm. those are the guys that, you know, in regards to, you know, quote unquote leadership development as a coach, you have to get those guys swimming in the same direction as you are Mm. Mm -hmm. because if they're swimming the opposite direction it only takes one of those guys to mess up that locker room and he may be a good leader but he's bad for the team he's bad for the culture so i think that you put them in a situation where a culture of leadership and self-accountability is is encouraged where that's where that's cool you know, holding yourself accountable is, is, you know, something that you celebrate mm-hmm. with the kid. If he, if he, if he skips a rep, you know, on a set of chin-ups, he's supposed to do 12 and he does 11. And I say, how many was that? And they say, that was 11. My bad coach, I'm going to redo the set. You know, that, that is a, a, a culture of self-accountability. You know, hopefully, maybe it takes one or two times of that. You know, and I, I've, you know, sometimes I'll see some of our guys, you know, at the end of the workout, going back and redoing some of the stuff that we did. And I was like, what are you doing? Ah, I, I gave up on the end of that last set of uh, row. Mm. Good man. Good man. Congratulations. Yeah. You know. So how do you get somebody to that point? I mean, I know you're going to say, well, it takes a lot, and you know, it's, it, it, but are these conversations that you have with people? Is it them seeing you celebrate that with other people? Um, do you, you know, how do, how do you get there? You have to you have to set the example as the coach that if if you're if you're demonstrating an exercise or you know you make a mistake as a coach, you know. Um, like sometimes like we, we do extensive 
neck training with our players. And um, you always, when you're done on the neck machine with whatever setting we have it on, you always put the headrest back to five. Like that's the rule. Mm -hmm. If the headrest Mm -hmm. isn't back to five, then you do push-ups, you know. Okay. And, you know, we get, when we get doing neck fle- done doing neck flexion, I say headrest to three, seat down two. If I forget to say that, guys will say, Coach, you forgot to say headrest to three, seat down two. And I'll say, I apologize, and I'll, do, I'll start doing push-ups on the spot, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm, you know, that, I think that that's, that's a way that you can, you know, show them, hey, people make mistakes, but how you respond to that, is going to determine your outcome. So I think, first of all, you need to set the example, you know, um, that that it's okay to, you know, hold yourself accountable. Don't wait for the next guy, the guy next to you, to call you out or for the coach to yell at you. You know, if you're a guy that's, you know, if, if you're a guy that, that likes to get away with stuff, you know, that's a serious problem if you're trying to develop a culture of leadership. I mean, that's the opposite of leadership. So, you know, I think that once once you kind of set that tone that of self-accountability from that point, you have to get those those alpha male guys um, on board with you and get them going in the same direction that you are um, and then get them get them speaking your language. And I think that another way to do that, to develop, you know, maybe not I, I. I don't know why, Jim. I don't like using the word leadership because it's mm-hmm. it's. I like using the ownership, you know, because it's not. I like ownership because you have everybody has their own segment of the culture that they're responsible for, you know, mm-hmm. and um, negativity and complaining will just ruin that. So, you know, if if you're one of one hundred and something goes wrong. Uh, and you had 1% of the responsibility of that operation and it went wrong, you do not have the right to complain about that situation because you had 1% to blame with it. Mm. You know, so when guys are, are quote-unquote leaders and they're complaining, you know, even if they do right six out of seven days of the week, that one day that they complain, you know, how can you trust them as a leader? You know, You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so do you say something to that guy when you hear, when you hear him complaining about something? 100%. Do you ever have a situation where, you know, maybe they're great in the weight room and they've bought in 100% to what you and uh and Mike are doing with the strength and conditioning program, but maybe they've got a problem with their, you know, position coach or uh sports medicine or something, you know, something other than what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um I'm sure you've you know, I'm sure you've had that situation. Do you try to have a conversation with that guy and and bring him back or do you you know what do you do do you talk talk to the position coach do you talk to the kid do you, how do you deal with that you have to be careful because um you know internally you're always going to have a decision of what's morally right and what's morally wrong and mm-hmm. you don't want to if a kid has a serious problem and he's coming to you to talk to you about it or he opens up to you obviously He's putting his trust in you to discuss this. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to betray that trust. But in regards to, to a, from a program standpoint, um, you don't ever want to go against a coach. 
So do you support no. the player or you support the coach? You know, you want to support both. You know, it's yeah. like saying, you know, are you going to, do you want to support your younger brother or your older brother, you know, or your younger cousin, <laughs> your you know older brother, whatever, you know, that's, yeah. so I think that, you know, it depends on what they're talking about, but I usually try to tell the player, hey, they're the coach, you listen to what they're saying, you're not always going to like, you know, everything that you're fed isn't always going to taste good, that's just real life, you know, you're going to have to do stuff that you don't want to do, you're going to have to buy into stuff that, that, you know, and do things that, and that, that's part of being an adult, you know, and I try to try to approach it from that standpoint. Um, but if it's becoming infectious and there's negativity with that athlete, then you have to say something to, to the position coach, you know, not in a, not in a tattletale way, but, you know, say, Hey, he, you might want to talk to him. Yeah. You might want to, to be bring addressed. him in. I'm serious. You need to bring him in. You need to talk, you know, something's going on. Yeah. And yeah, on when you approach it like that, I think that both sides appreciate that. Absolutely. You know. Oh, and I'm do you, do you ever talk to the kid and say, "Hey, I think you need to bring this up with so and so?" Oh, yeah. I mean, I I'll Yeah. You know, hey, go you know, if you want to handle this, you know, there our our position that position coach or that coach, he's he's a grown man. I mean, he he's he's able to have grown conversations. I said, you know, mm-hmm. but I always remind him, you know, he's in charge. He's in mm-hmm. charge. That's, you know, and that's something that I, I believe in. You know, I, I fully believe in chain of command. That, mm-hmm. that if you're, you know, if you're below somebody on the chain of command, regardless of what your personal opinions are, you do what, you know, is asked of you um, because you're part of something that's bigger than you are. Yeah, you know, so players complaining about playing time or coaches being too hard on me or something like that, you know, um, you, you're going to play if you're the best player, right? You know, it's not like in in some high school situations where the senior that's not as good gets playing time over the junior that's much better. That happens, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that's up to the coach. But in, at this level, I mean, this is this is a seriously competitive to the point where if it's if a true freshman is the best player, then he's the one that's going to play. Mm-hmm. If even if the senior started for three years, I mean, and I think that that's you know it, it's competitive, you know, and it's so it's those are all situations that that that's why I love coaching at this level because it's it's one big mission. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not, you know, like a bunch of smaller mission, you know, projects. It's, I, that's why I love it, because, you know, at the end of the season, you have your record and that record is going to reflect the past year of preparation. You know, yeah, well, I, I, I just to wrap it up, I love the concept of ownership versus leadership. And uh, I think, you know, for, for a lot of coaches, that may be something you know, easier for them to, to chew on. Um, you don't have to develop the leader of the team because the coach is going to be the leader. If you force you need... it, if you force it, you know, you might have a kid that has all the leadership attributes. He's he shows up on time. He's the perfect kid. He's respectful. He's a yes sir guy. Well, that doesn't mean that his teammates respect him. Yeah, yeah. So and you, you know, leadership 
or following somebody is a selfish choice. And I don't mean that negatively, but to follow someone, you're following that person because you believe in them and you believe that they have your best interests you know, at heart. Mm-hmm. So you don't, as a leader, you don't get to choose who follows you. That's the difference between leadership and management. I could go to Office Depot right now and find a manager. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean he's a leader, you know, but you might, you might go to, you might go to, uh, you know, Target and find a great leader that, you know, has his people that are working for him. They're, they're price tagging with a passion, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it, it doesn't matter where you're at. I mean, leadership is chosen. They're, the leaders are chosen by the followers. So, you know, to, to force someone into that situation, I think is a mistake, but I think that developing a culture where it's hot, where it's, it's hard and being honest with your guys, forcing self accountability, you're going to have leaders emerge. And, and the beautiful thing is, is sometimes it's the guys that you wouldn't expect. Yeah. You know, that really are leaders, you know, and I think a good exercise is, you know, when somebody votes for captains, you know, don't say, who do you want to vote for captain? You say, you know, who's who's your three foxhole guys? Mm. You know, who are the three guys you want in the foxhole with you? Because, That's a very, very different. different. Those are two different things. Yeah, you're right. Hey. Great stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up, um, and I, I can't tell you how much uh, I appreciate the, your thoughts on this. And I know that everybody listening is probably just writing things down and uh, thinking about what they're gonna do next. I, I know just listening to you, I start thinking about you know how I need to change um, you know my approach with my teams um, and with my employees. So uh, excellent stuff, Daryl. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, Jim. I, you know it's great being on the show. I mean, this is how you get better. This is how you get better is just, you know, listening to other people and and having discussions, honest discussions about it. So that's why this is a great show. Yeah. You know, selfishly, like I feel like every time I have one of these conversations with somebody, because there's some awesome people on the show, I'm getting better. You know, I'm learning a lot. So it's uh, that's not the purpose of the show, but, you know, it's working for me. So I'm guessing it's working for other people. For sure it is. Daryl, appreciate it, man. Thanks, Jim. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to The Impact Show. We're glad you're joining us on this journey of making an impact on the people around you. Please visit us at jimkilbasso.com for more information and ideas to increase your impact. And of course, we hope you subscribe to our podcast to enjoy more tips, stories, and advice from our industry's leaders.